0: Welcome to the Lionheart Podcast, where we explore the dynamics between health, spirituality and the natural world. I'm Jenny Madison, and this is the Nia Collaborative episode. I will be speaking to Nia teachers from all over the world, including Debbie Roses, the creator and founder herself. I'll be asking what Nia is and how Nia has transformed their life. Nia is a modality that is so deeply personal and self-expressive, it is truly beautiful to hear the stories, insight and life-changing wisdom from each one of the Nia teachers. Nia really is a collaborative community, which is also why I wanted to share this episode in this way. Our first speaker today is Arne Christensen from Hamburg in Germany. Arne is a second-degree black belt trainer for all Nia belts, 52 moves, and a choreographer of six Nia routines. Arne shares beautifully and deeply the integrative process of expressing yourself fully and the discovery of your true nature through body movement and
1: the Nia practice. Nia is a way for me to self-actualize myself and at the same time share all of the talents that I have been able to develop and all of the skills that I have exhibited before I did Nia into my technique. So it is a melting point and a meeting point for all of the things I learned prior to meeting Nia. I met Nia when she was 15 years old, so I've been around a while. And now, of course, it means to me a way to touch people, heal people, move people, and to have a good time. And I love how the creativity of the Nia technique allows me to fully self-express who I am at the same time I can also be true to what Nia is, since the objective of Nia is defined in so beautiful ways that it is really about the uniqueness of each body. And it has a clear science and principles that we teach. And that structure mixed with that content, we all bring our content, brings deep meaning, gives me meaning, and i feel in that way my life is very rich and what especially attracts me and has deep meaning to me is the transformation that i'm able to witness not only in myself but in my students and in my trainees and the people that have been on my side in front of me over the many years so the meaning is is really huge in that way so what was
0: your personal transformation
1: now retrospective if I look at the transformation the big one biggie is that I came as a very young competitive mindset a perfectionist perhaps a couple of things I needed to prove to the world or different usual stories and from that mindset and set of actions I could relax into being more present, being more loving, caring, understanding. I guess all of these things come with age, yes. And uh, someone will say, we'll have a good piece of chocolate and you'll have the same transformation. You get a little high on the serotonin and, and it's there. But with Nia, that transformation of actually letting in who I was as a young woman, Competing, swimming in the Olympics, being the best in school, being the best student, getting married to the first guy everyone wanted, my first love, going out in the world and being extremely on fire. And I am also a fire horse, so it's part of my map. But actually not to freeze that into some behavior that's accepted, but to let that behavior in and accept it. And I do have a, a strong belief that there's nothing we can let go of this notion in the esoteric world. I'll just let go. You know? It's really about letting in all the scars, all the things, all the pains, all the pleasures, of course. But when I can let it into my being, into my, if we talk chakra systems or the deepest core of love and fear, then I am at peace with it. Then I can transform it. Mm and the fun journey through the belts of Nia that I start innocently with white belt and I can still be in that horse and run around and share my joy and I needed a lot of that competitive mindset and the desire to want to spread it since I was the first teacher in Germany back in 1998 I needed to break the ice and convince these people that yes you can have Fun when you train. It is still fitness. We can run around in a circle and smile. We can even do things that are unconventional, like creeping around on the floor back then, barefoot and get fit and have the beautiful extra that we actually have stress management. We come out with a relaxed mind. We did move emotional energy, so we feel more at peace. So In the beginning I needed all of that mindset and ways of learning the next routine and the motivation and then coming into maturing with it our blue belt philosophy being more in relationship with it and also questioning my relationship with myself which has absolutely transformed and changed that truth telling from me to me and then to come into the energy work of the brown belt and then to the black belt the design of the The map has really been a fitting map for my particular intellect, if you may say so. My intellect loves when things can hop from one thing to the other. And I think that is also, we say in German, and I believe in the word, zeitgeist. Nia was so ahead of her time back then. It was as if you in the 70s would have given people an iPod, with that round wheel and you go in the menu and you choose different things we had cassette tapes right so she's been ahead of her time yet she's very ancient and she has a wisdom that carries us to through this virtual times and i believe i could find nia in a time where i needed it the most i could express who I was, and I could mature into who I am. And whenever I I listen to a lot of podcasts, I have teachers and voices that I love on the internet, and books, of course. And every time I read something, it can be about chemistry, geometry, the body's way, anatomy, esoteric knowledge, poetry, and I go, yes, that's in Nia. Yes, we do that also. Yes, so there's so many things that come together in this technique, so I feel my transformation has been mapped out by having a technique that grounds me in my body, lets me move in my body's way, yet convey and teach something that is founded in science, the body's way, that welcomes everybody, despite size age sex and fitness level which is amazing and it makes them feel fantastic and you know sometimes my i am more the athletic type this lifetime with my body my appearance can be a bit oh can i take a class with that one but i tell you i have students they are they have two new hips two new needs, they are limited in their movement and they they just love what comes through. They, they can find themselves and their identity in the way Nia is designed. And that I am so grateful for, that I can express my talent and my, my kinesiology and my knowledge about chakras and energy and not be too spooky or wooey and at the same time flavor it with my woman, who I am as a, as a person. And I feel that is a genius. Tell me, what does having a lion heart mean to you? The lion has not been one of my animals. Seven years ago, one of our dogs died in cancer in 48 hours. And I went with that feeling the day after I started a belt, a brown belt, which is energy work. And she had a face with a similarity to lion. Actually, I was thinking about wearing my lion this morning. After that, I bought myself a piece of jewelry with a lion's head. And in that, there is a green stone that I found out is a chrome peridot. And the peridot is a beautiful gem that has healing qualities. And especially the chrome peridot is one that makes you grieve, let in and let go. And I didn't know, and I didn't identify with the lion, but then it came to me. And since then I have explored the lioness, lion heart. And I found out that this animal, it's, not aggressive or dangerous at all. It looks after the cubs. It makes sure everyone is coming along. And that is a deep piece of my spirit that I'm very, very keen to connect the weakest link in the chain. And that's a characteristic how I train people, how I am when I am in a group, I will not leave a subject until the weakest link has got it. The ones who get it quickly, I don't need to take care of. The cubs that play and fight and do, I don't need to take care of them. They know and they will have their their joy and go ahead. But it's that lion heart that takes care of the community of cubs, of the little ones, of the weak one. Since I'm only as strong as the weakest link. So when you say lion heart, I immediately go into that softness of making sure that it's all included, all inclusive, all creates an understanding that moves us forward as a unity. Yet that is then respecting natural time that some of us need longer. Sometimes I need longer to comprehend what's going on in the shutdown now i think my spirit needed a little longer to comprehend what was going on and uh, when i saw how long it will go on i went like okay but i could catch the the weakest link i could catch it in myself it's not only to see it in the outside but it's like what's the weakest link in me my lazy butt or again the one that races, and then to be the lioness the heart that except lets it in, integrates it, and then moves forward. And, you know, Nia is neuromuscular integrated action. That means all of the joints needs to be integrated for me to elegantly move forward with ease and to be in the moment I am. Sophie
0: Marsh is based in Brisbane, Australia, and is a Nia Black Belt teacher and Nia White Belt trainer. Sophie refers to Nia as her medicine and shares some very inspiring stories of her own journey into self-healing, both mind and body.
2: I remember stepping into that studio, the very first class that I did, and the music came on and the teacher invited us to really just take a moment and sense our bodies. And I realized that I didn't even know how to do that. You know, I was 30 and I didn't know how to sense my body. And so in that very first class, in that very first moment, there was just that a spark, just a tiny spark of awakening, a connection, a connection to... Yeah, the essence of me, but also the connection to a wisdom that I had kind of forgotten. And so, as a class, the music comes on, we move our bodies, there's a structured form of seven cycles, there are 52 moves, there's permission to play and express and find your own way of being in those moves. So, that's the class experience. But really the essence for me of Nia is that invitation to come back to the felt sense of this feels like me in this moment and to celebrate that through movement. You know, Nia is a practice that invites people to embody the foundational principles which begin with joy of movement. And again, I knew in a class experience I would have this amazing surge of aliveness and this feeling of connectedness Instantly, I was living away from home, I had three children under eight, <laughs> and I'd really lost a connection to who I was as a woman, as a person, and Nia really helped me to yeah, explore that and stay open to that, but also to connect with other women and people in a deeply meaningful way. And so I knew how to have that as a class experience, but it wasn't until I stepped into my first white belt that I got to depth what joy of movement meant and that I could have this feeling not only in a class but in every moment in life that I can choose that as a sensation as I dance through life. So for me Nia is the class then there's also the practice of Nia which invites us to really explore and workshop discover and heal through the 52 foundational principles of Nia.
0: And I was fortunate enough to do my white belt with you in Bali. And that was quite a few years ago now. But I must say, I have a very strong cellular memory of how good it felt, the feeling. And also, Sophie, the wisdom that you shared. How did Nia transform your life?
2: Oh, wow. That's a huge question. I mean, it's seriously every aspect of my life life has shifted and I think that near invites it's such a joyful and total immersion for the body, mind, emotions and spirit each time you step onto the mat. And so when you feel safe and welcome to turn up as the as your whole self, just as you are, then the possibility of transforming in the body, in the mind, in the emotions and the spirit is also there. And so I would say, you know, from a physical point of view, I came to Nia in, uh, I describe myself as a (laughs) head. I was very disconnected and numbed out from what was happening in my body. There were many reasons for that, you know, upbringing, culture, trauma. And, you know, we know now neuroscience and the latest research in terms of um, trauma is showing us that you know those emotions and those those experiences are held in the tissues. And so yes, through moving with awareness, through moving with kindness, through moving with compassion, through getting to know your body in a way that feels safe to you without the push, you know, in a natural time, then healing can happen on a cellular level in the physical, but then also that there is no separation that that's also going to impact your mental and emotional well-being as well. So I would say, you know, at a very basic level, my fitness. You know, I thought I was relatively fit before I stepped into Nia, but you know, Nia has changed my body in a way that is a, a whole-body fitness. You know, more strength, more flexibility, agility, the ability to really, yeah, find ease versus my previous way of being in the body was I had to push myself, yeah, and uh, through the, the informing of the martial arts and the healing arts of Nia, really learning how to be in the body and follow the, the body's voice versus the mental drive that was previously there. So that was a big shift. I mean, an, a huge shift is Nia as a mindfulness practice, quite different to a traditional class. We start every class by setting a focus and intention And so even that ability to focus the mind, direct our attention, and then set an intention, what's our desired outcome? What would I like to receive from this experience today really helped to attune my mind from that scattered way and busy mind of being into really being able to focus and attend and also to listen to my body and meet it with my mind. So that was another beautiful transformational piece for me. Emotionally, I have battled depression and postpartum depression up until I explored Nia. And certainly I can say that, you know, in my family gene pool, there is a history of mental health challenges. And Nia is certainly, it's my movement medicine. So I I don't judge people who choose medication. I, In fact, I have family members who choose medication for managing their depression and anxiety. I know that moving my body with Nia on a daily basis is keeping my mental health in its optimal state. So from that piece, I'm hugely grateful for that ability to, to tap into my body's natural source of joy. And in Nia, we use that word spirit to describe the essence the uniqueness of somebody and especially for Australian women I think that we're very focused on another and on what another's needs are and what another's we could we could describe our children and their essence very easily but when somebody asked us what's your essence we may not have you know the words or the confidence even to express that what that is. And so really I feel like one of the gifts of near is it invites people to really get to know themselves on that spiritual level and to really tap into that divine within and be able to yeah, sense and live themselves as a sacred being on the planet and also live and sense all beings, all people, all beings, all life as sacred,
0: the other thing I recall in your workshop, the white belt, was how beautifully everybody synchronized, the harmony and the connection that was created in the room. And also what comes to mind was this incredible story I remembered you sharing where you had been involved in a very serious car accident and yet you still managed to take yourself to teach, to teach classes, to manage your commitments when you are literally physically hurting and limited and I just I saw that as this really amazing sense of knowing that you're there to give and that sense of giving and contribution was
2: overpowering your own physical limitations I was involved in a yeah it was an incredibly serious car accident I had basically been taken at night time to the hospital and ambulance and had been discharged from the hospital in the middle of the night having been cleared of any spinal damage, but being told that I couldn't drive for several weeks and, yeah, that it would be take time to heal. And it was that beautiful practice for me of Nia that had taught me, actually, from the moment they pulled me out of the, my wrecked car, it was my car was written off at the scene and I had to be extricated from the car. And while I was waiting for the ambulance to arrive, you know, kind people wrapped me in blankets and I sat... And I listened to my body and I use the mantra, I am self-healing, I am self-healing. So from the very moment of that impact, you know, I was partnering with my body in that you know path to getting better. And I didn't know at that point what had happened in my body, but I knew that you know the body is coded to feel better, the body is coded for homeostasis, and if I could be with that and tap into that sensed feeling. That I would be on my path. And then yes, the next day I had to ask my mom to drive me to class. I wasn't allowed to drive. And I stepped in. And I said to the students, you know, I've been involved in a car accident. I'm gonna be moving at my level point five, maybe point one even, but don't let my you know, limitation be your limitation. The beauty of near is we all get to choose and be in our own body's way. So if you want to make the movement bigger or deeper or stronger or more powerful, feel free. You know, that's your body's way. Today, my body is in very much a very small range of motion. and I'm going to move in a way that leaves me feeling better at the end of the class. And it's really... You know, the joy of Nia for me is being able to hold space for everybody to be able to honour themselves in that way and to feel safe. You know, there's no pressure to keep up. There's no go hard or go home. It really is a deeply personal practice and, at the same time, you know, that we also realise there's no separation. It celebrates our uniqueness, but it also celebrates our connectedness. And I do feel like when one of us chooses to honour ourselves, or to choose pleasure or joy or comfort or whatever it is that we're choosing in that moment to tap into, that that has a ripple effect that does, yeah, it does affect everybody. Also that invitation to really learn for myself, like up until that time I was a, if I can't do it at like a level three, then I'm not, you know, that's, I'm not really working out. I'm not really moving my body and so what that car accident, it was a, such a gift in terms of being able to tune into the deep needs of my body and really pay attention to what did feel okay and not feel okay rather than just overriding that to keep up with somebody else's ideal of what it's supposed to look like. And, uh, again, near is just that beautiful invitation to return again and again to the embodied sense of you know, what the body needs in that moment to create aliveness and joy
0: and I can imagine with that sort of body awareness your healing must have been quite rapid was it or rapid maybe that's not the but did your healing happen quite gracefully perhaps
2: yeah I guess I didn't I don't have a comparison however from an insurance point of view (laughs) I remember going to the doctor who had been employed by the insurance company to evaluate me and he asked me to perform certain physical tasks and at that time, you know, I was relatively impeded in terms of what I was able, had been able to do prior to the accident. I was still healing. Mm-hmm. But when he saw what I was able to do in my body, he said, you've got, you know, like, I see thousands of people and you you can move better than, you know, nearly anybody else I've, I've seen, you know, like there was nothing wrong with me because my impeded movement was actually the norm. So it actually took some convincing (laughs) that actually i wasn't going to settle for this that there was you know what else is possible in terms of living in a body and feeling better and realigning and creating what we call dynamic postural alignment so there was some grace but there was also some yeah realizing that as a the medical system you know kind of trains us to see that this is this average way of you know being in the body is okay versus to stay open and that's still it's not not judgmental it's just staying open to what else is possible so that we can realize our full potential of yeah life force
0: so tell me what does having a lion heart mean to you
2: well when I feel into those words I, I actually feel deeply moved so in some way I you know I feel like on a physical sense you know to the embodiment of the lion heart just feels like that willingness to feel the fear and do it anyway you know? and to do that as a from a heart-centered place to really come back to the truth of who you are and what's real true and important to you about the world so that you can be of service in the highest possible way so there's a Yeah, for me, that that sense of that beautiful, you know, and that animal body of the lion that stands unapologetically in its magnificence, and it stands for not just for itself, you know, it stands for community, it stands for every animal, it stands for you know harmony in nature, and I guess the other part for me of of a lion heart is the courage to really walk your own path, yeah, to forge your own path in the world.
0: Teresa Myers has a background as a corporate businesswoman and is now a NIA teacher in Michigan, the USA. Her story will definitely touch your heart as she describes the debilitating pain that cancer of the muscles was causing and how body movement and the NIA practice helped her to fully overcome this condition.
3: For me, Nia is a holistic body, physical, mental, emotional, spirit, well-being, movement, practice that has changed my life forever. From a physical standpoint, it helped me heal from cancer, from a emotional mental standpoint it really helped me come back to who i am i lovingly say that the cancer doctor saved my life but nia made my life worth living again and it from a physical standpoint from a mental standpoint from an emotional standpoint from a spirit standpoint it brought me back home to who i was
0: So can you describe who you were before you found Nia and who you've become?
3: Absolutely. So prior to Nia, I was about five years post-cancer surgery for muscle cancer in my back. It was pretty aggressive. It had eaten a large portion of the latissimus dorsi muscle in my right side of my back and had attached to two of my ribs on the right side and was on its way into the organs at the point that they that the doctors found the the cancer. Luckily none of my organs were touched, but when they removed the cancer, I had no muscle left and they had to remove two of my ribs. So at that point in my life I was in constant pain I wasn't moving I had put on a significant amount of weight and I didn't realize at the point how miserable I was until I discovered Nia and realized kind of what type of cloud I had been living under that got lifted when I started taking Nia and The body talks, and my body was telling me that it needed to move, that it needed that to heal. And I went on a journey to find a type of exercise that I could do. And I came across Nia, read it in a newsletter, thought I had tried other movement exercises. I thought, let me give this one a try. And I went into class. Most classes are about an hour long. I made it all the way through the class. But as I was leaving, I was like, well, I'm going to wake up. I'm going to be in pain the next day. Woke up the next day, and I wasn't in pain. And so then it really just became what's going on type thing. Well, let me go back again because this had to be a mistake. And so I went back again, and the same thing happened. I made it all the way through the next class, and next day wasn't in pain and before you knew it I was moving in neoclasses seven days a week
0: two things that jump out at me there you seem really surprised at one that you made it through the whole class as in that you moved for a full hour moved your body and two that you woke up the next day without pain I can understand that because you probably if you had the severe cancer that you described, you probably had a lot of pain for a long time, right?
3: I did. And in fact, I used to have to schedule physical activity, even to the point where if I wanted to go into the garden and pull weeds, I would say, okay, I'll pull weeds. But then I know the next day, be prepared, you're going to be in pain. So make sure you don't schedule much the next day. Or the other thing is that at that point in full disclosure, I was living on a lot of Vicodin in order to deal with the pain at that point in my life my son was playing tennis and soccer and it was too much to even sit for an hour to watch a soccer game if i did that i knew i would have to come home and rest or take a bike in i was just in constant pain and being that i hadn't really worked out exercised in 5 years the fact that i made it through A whole workout for an hour, and uh, I was shocked. And just from what I had known in in the past over those five years, I was expecting to wake up in pain the next day because I had moved for an hour. Mm. So, why wouldn't I wake up in pain the next day?
0: What do you think the difference was? Why was there no pain?
3: Well, over the years, I have come to discover that Nia. Consciously chose 52 moves that are designed and guided by the body's way. We move the way the body was designed, but also with permission to tweak the moves and to honor how our body is responding to those moves. So giving permission to tweak, adjust, as my body needs, not having to keep up with the instructor in the front of the class. You know, no one is telling you to kick higher, run faster, lift your knees higher. It's what can your body do? And really having that permission to allow my body to receive what it needed to receive.
0: Which sounds like a very deep healing. Mm.
3: It was. Absolutely. And that's the perfect word. My body healed through Nia. Absolutely. Mm.
0: I was just thinking if I were to ask you to sum Nia up in one word.
3: (laughs) If I had to, one word, well, and it's one of the Nia words, I would use magical. Mm. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely science and art and craft that explains it all. But in that time, In my life before I knew all that, it was magical. Mm. That's the only, you know, I could go a little bit further and call it a miracle. But for me, it was, you know, and that's why I said earlier that Nia made my life worth living again.
0: Mm. Was it a series? Then did it just continue to get better and better for you, from as far as a healing perspective goes, having to deal with such a, a severe cancer of muscles? what you described, was it an ongoing healing with Nia?
3: It it was. I got stronger, more flexible. One of the things that had happened on a direct physical level, I was having to go every six months to have MRIs performed on that area. And at first when I started getting them, all the scar tissue that had come around that surgical site, the technicians oftentimes had a hard time reading the area, looking to make sure that the cancer hadn't returned. And within a year after taking Mia, one of the technicians had made the comment on how the density of the scar tissue had diminished just within that year that they could see into the area more clearly than they could even the year before.
0: Mm, so they could see the improvement.
3: Yes, because the scar tissue had started to resolve.
0: And this comes from body movement. This came from moving your body. Yes. In the way that it's supposed to be moved. I think that's an important part as well, in the way that it, the body wants to move.
3: Absolutely. I was going to say, and always grateful that Nia gives us that permission to move the body's way and always that choice to tweak the moves so that they are healing to my body, your body. And also that invitation to seek movement that is pleasurable in the body has been life altering to me and tweak moves so that I'm going towards pleasure and moving away from that sensation of pain.
0: And so you've now done your black belt in Nia and you're a Nia teacher now. Yes. So you've really dedicated a lot to the practice, to the, the movement medicine. That was yes. how, how Sophie termed it. I love that. So was that a huge change for you as well? Was there a big change in career and work in that respect too, since discovering Nia and healing?
3: At first, I had continued my day job, so, so to speak, um, working in corporate America, working in business, and I would teach three evenings a, a week, and again, that was my outlet, that was my stress relief to teach Nia. I didn't start out um, wanting to teach Nia, even when I took the white Training. I took it for self improvement and also to understand a little bit more about Nia. But when I came back from teaching or from taking the white belt, and part of the request from my trainer was asking everybody to just to teach one song and just to experience what it's like to teach Nia. And so I went back to the studio where I'd been taken Nia seven days a week and there were four teachers at the studio at the time and they were like absolutely when you're ready teach a song and I had taught one song and fell in love with it and realized that I needed to become a Nia teacher so I think that it's been like 13 years now that I've been teaching Nia and I absolutely love it
0: and no sign of cancer anymore.
3: No, no, nope, <laughs> no, nope, nothing yet. And I tell everybody I'm moving in a lot of ways better now than I even did before the cancer. So I cannot begin to tell you how grateful I am to Nia and the, this body of work that Debbie Rose has created.
0: Just on an emotional front, the joy that Nia brings, the joy. So there's the physical healing, which you've clearly articulated and described in your experience. Would you say that element of joy that arises in moving the body as well had a a lot to play in your own healing?
3: Yes. In fact, I I don't want to use the word depression or anything like that because I wasn't ever diagnosed with anything like that. But what I do tell people that I realized I was like living in gray or living under a film that I didn't realize I was living under until being in the neopractice and moving my body and with it being a full body workout and including the the mental and, and emotional and tapping into those realms, I realized at a certain point that fog or that film that was surrounding me was lifted. And all of a sudden I felt lighter, joy, happiness just came forward. And I didn't realize that I was not happy until it was lifted.
0: Mm, That's amazing. That's beautiful. And you must be spreading this, sharing this with such delight now with your students, to have had such a dramatic transformation, such a massive change, and to now be able to give this to others. How do you feel about that
3: <laughs> you know it, it's an honor and it's a privilege to be able to to share this amazing work and I love it when students come up to me and say, "How can I be sweating on one hand but yet floating on the other and it's like it's amazing how that can happen or, or they say, you know, I, I walked in and I was upset by something that happened at work or I was angry or I was feeling sad or whatever emotions they may be feeling. they're like, or the other one I love is I didn't want to come, but I drove here anyways. And now I am so happy that I came because whatever was has shifted. Mm -hmm. And even the days where if I've left work and it's like, oh, you know, now i got to go teach Nia. It's like the minute I walk into that room and set up my music, it, there has not been a single class, whether I've taken a class or taught a class, where I am not happy that I'm overjoyed that my car took me to that parking lot.
0: I feel better is a very common <laughs> New <York> Yes. <laughs>
3: yes. <laughs>
0: No matter what, I feel better.
3: (laughs) I feel better, yes.
0: (laughs) So tell me, Teresa, what does having a lion heart mean to you?
3: You know, immediately kind of what comes to mind is being determined, being brave, being courageous, being fierce. But I also like the sensation of the lioness and the community that the lioness and how they help each other and how, you know, they hunt together and they rear the cubs together. So to me, it's that fierce, courageous protection, but also what manifests in community. You know, I I love the saying or the thought that a lioness can survive on her own, but she thrives in a group. And so to me, when I think in, in those terms and then think about Nia, yeah, maybe I was surviving on my own, but I thrive with Nia.
0: Winnerly Zeeb, who I prefer to call Winnerly Heart Dance because she truly has embodied that name travels the world teaching Nia belts and is also a Nia teacher in Michigan in the USA. Winnelly shares her wisdom so beautifully and how the dance and practice of Nia helped her to release the energies and to open her own heart. Nia,
4: for me, is truly an invitation to all who choose to condition and heal Holistically, body, mind, emotion, spirit, those who choose to journey with me. And learning more and more and more and more and more about this body we live in and how it is the best friend that speaks truth and only truth, doesn't know how to lie. So it's body one oh one and also a relationship for life. <laughs> how
0: does the learning happen through dance? Through feeling.
4: I recall the learning immediately from my first taste of Nia for me was a release of emotion. And that taught me from the start that I hadn't been moving my core. I'd been teaching fitness for 10 years, but I hadn't moved my core. And as I engaged breath and mobility of my spine and my core, emotions flow. And then I was in. I knew I needed it. I knew I needed to learn more about that.
0: Winalee, you are absolutely radiant. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Thank you. You too.
0: <laughs> Thank you. As you're sharing, it's kind of like the energy, the way you describe, and you're moving as you're speaking. <laughs> it is an embodiment, near. It is, isn't it? it's a life, it's a living force of its, I'm about to say, it's like a living force of its own. And it's coming through you, you're moving as you're speaking. How did Nia actually
4: transform your life? Well, I was teaching fitness, as I said, for 10 years and believing I was doing something really helpful for my health and well-being. I was moving unconsciously. There was nothing Wrong about the programs. It wasn't the programming. It was me, (laughs) and a head on a body, and stuck, and doing, 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 not being, not sensing, not in my skin. And I took my first class from the founders of Nia at an Idea International Dance Exercise Association meeting and conference in Las Vegas in 1991. And I knew I needed that as medicine for me I had injured both of my knees severely it wasn't from high-impact aerobics it was from me not listening to my body saying stop <laughs> and so My definition and truth of NIA, N-I-A, is that it made my knees say, ah, (laughs) I learned how to move again in my skin and to connect the barefoot invitation I was thrilled about. I love being barefoot and connecting my feet to the earth and moving my foot and ankle, which I had been uh, housing in a very thick shoe and had disconnected and therefore I, I injured myself, and it was a journey of healing for me. So Nia made my knees say, ah. <laughs>
0: Sounds like it made your entire body, mind, and spirit say,
4: ah. <laughs> Indeed, and that's why it was 2020. I started in July of 91. I can even tell you the song, the first song Debbie Roses played at that conference. This is July of 91. I don't remember any other form. The music, it was enigma. And I can fully return to that experience. That's profound. That's mm-hmm. profound. July of 91. <laughs> and it's still that present. I can't even show you the mood she did. <laughs> it was that profound for me, my first taste. And why I keep, I still am here and I love sharing it. I love what it's brought to my life, my relationships, my family, my community, and on and on and on. The profoundness just hasn't stopped, has it?
0: It's just as vibrant today as it was in 1991 back
4: then. Yes, yes. And I'm 62 now, and I feel fantastic. What a gift. I'm very grateful. And Dad Debbie Rosas, who you just interviewed, she uh, continues to wow me, to teach me, to reach higher in our beautiful art form of Nia. There's always more, always. The education in our art form, the methodology is truly unending as we take our path of a sacred athlete of always rising higher of listening deeper. It's very exciting to me. I, I never, I'm always awed by the past.
0: And, you know, that perspective and that, that rising is what brings that youthfulness, no matter how aged the body may become. Mind you, it doesn't look like it's aging too much, but the actual chronological time passing, it's like this: the youthfulness is at the
4: forefront yes indeed and i've had my as it life's journey uh, some mm. illnesses this ease a virus shingles and side effect from that and every experience that i've had of being in a body i call on all my tools from the app i i mm. tell you <laughs> they're right in my etheric medicine kit <laughs> and they help me in such a profound way to heal consciously, oh, you just reminded me
0: when I did my white belt with Sophie Marsh. Self healing, self healing, self healing was a very wonderful part of the learning. that we just
4: absolutely
0: inviting the body's wisdom to heal itself consciously. Absolutely,
4: yes. Our thoughts, our internal dialogue. Yeah. The shingles experience I had. I had a virus cross the trigeminal nerve, and I actually this was. Two years ago, two years ago, and I actually internally thought the words. This far along as I perceive myself to be, I actually said to my body, "Okay, I give you two weeks to heal." I laugh as I look back at that now. It actually was about. uh, It took nine months for me to get my mouth to smile again. It was a birthing of nine months. Still healing some nerve endings as a virus crossed the trigeminal nerve that controls all the muscles on that side of the face. But it's always humbling to me what Mia's wisdom of saying, of of truth-telling, of being at peace with myself. When I fall down, I just get back up again and lovingly choose to get right back on the path.
0: Tell me, Winalee, heart dance, what does having a
4: lion heart
0: mean to you?
4: oh to me that I love that name lion heart I love lions I love the courage of lions to roar to be silent to be aware and equal time to roar and I'm coming into that place within myself I have in my past been silent and I'm ready to roar So I'm really grateful you asked me that question. <laughs> I'm grateful
0: I asked you that question too. That was a
4: beautiful. Ready to roar in my silence. Where I have been silent, I'm going to roar. And dance. <laughs> and dance. <laughs> dance. Yes. So that to reach higher and to stand in, in love for others.
0: Taryn Elizabeth Gloria Pallister is a black belt and a Nia teacher based in Mullumbimby, New South Wales, Australia. Taryn also facilitates Nia retreats in Bali and shares how this body medicine of Nia has helped her to completely transform her self-image and in particular her relationship with her own body.
5: Nia for me is a healing balm. I would say it is a fitness practice that keeps me healthy and well and connected to my body. But there's something magical that happens every time I move that is beyond just being in my body. And maybe it comes from the practice that brings us into our body, but there's something healing that always, always happens in my spirit and in my emotions and in my soul, and it just elevates me and makes me feel better in my whole system. And there's nothing else that I do. I mean, I, I love to walk, I love to swim, I do so, I do yoga, I do so many different fitness modalities. But there's something about Nia that um, really elevates my mind, my body, my emotions, and my spirit all together. So what is Nia to me, it is my medicine, it is my best friend, it's my livelihood, it is a link, it is a, a practice that I use to tune in to myself, I use it to manifest as well, to really line up to where I'm at, where I'm going and what I would like to dance in or really connect into and bring into my life and my being that is one of the most powerful parts of near for me. It's not just moving my body. It's not just dancing or moving my joints. It is actually intentional practice to create. And whether that's to create a sense of healing or to create a relationship with myself or something in my life that I want to actually put my energy towards. So every movement um, is sacred and the whole practice is a practice of creation for me mm. really stood out for me there was
0: the dance in a tool for manifestation and creation and that was lovely the yeah. dancing in so you've really brought the powerful aspect of having an intention into Nia mm. or into the movement yeah
5: is that what you mean yes. by dance in yes so every time I'm dancing I'm dancing to come into my body but I feel like I'm also dancing with something bigger whether it's um well every near class has a focus and intent and that might be you know let's focus on our feet to intention to dance in a connection or a connection to grounding or we might be focusing on our heart in the intention to just just feel it Mm. yeah, or to heal it or for me, there's always that in the class. There's always something bigger that I'm I'm dancing in, and that might be where I am on my journey in this time. And that's kind of beyond words. You know, mm-hmm. we're all always somewhere, and we're always going somewhere, and we're always coming out of something. So there's something deeper in it for me, which it sustains me and it helps me on my journey. Of dancing in is really about dancing to open and expand my spirit to who I really am and what my path really is. But there's some sort of opening that always comes and it's, it has deep, deep meaning for me. And I hope that my students receive that as well. Maybe they do, maybe they don't. Everyone gets something different from Nia, but I do feel like it's a when we come together as a collective, we are also dancing to become more of who we are. And people sense that, people feel that. I think that's what draws them to the practice and keeps them coming back. It's something intangible that you can't quite put words to, but there's a sense of, this word is overused a lot, but awakening, yeah, awakening just might be a tiny little little moment where you just get a sense of yourself and what you want and who you are. And I've been
0: to your practices and it is that sense of, ah, like this dropping into a reality that is more true than anything.
5: So thank you. You're welcome. And I think that is the word permission comes to me within that. Mm. You know, there's so many things that we do in life where we're kind of acting somehow. We're, Mm -hmm. We're putting on some sort of mask or some sort of front and we're holding it together And I feel the practice of Nia is a place definitely where I come home to and hold a space for my students to come home to themselves where there is just permission to drop into who they are, wherever they're at, whatever they're feeling, they can dance it through, they can move it through and within that, that's where that opening and that awakening I think comes is when we just can (sighs) just come into ourselves in a held safe space, yeah. And so how has Nia transformed your life? (laughs) All of that. Um, When I came to Nia, I was very lost and on a path of searching, definitely outside of myself, very disconnected to my body, had quite a painful relationship with my body for most of my life. So Nia has helped me break through many layers of pain to come to a place of acceptance and love. And I guess when having such a negative relationship with my body also kept me out of my body and out of my truth of who I am. So learning to move inside my own skin to bring my energy right inside myself so I can actually feel myself and feel, who is this woman?, what is she like what does she want who is she what is her voice how does she want to move how does she want to live her life as opposed to just living a life that i kind of you know fell into and went through the motions and did what i was told so it has enabled me to connect to more of who i am um, it has transformed my friendships my community um, through this practice of, uh, I guess, like minded spirits and being coming together. I have connected to so many amazing people around the world who are very dear and new to me and have changed my life. So, so, so grateful for that. The sense of um, being part of a tribe, being part of a community where I just get to be myself um, is precious. And gosh, on a daily basis. <laughs> It's that healing elixir. I, we all wake up every day feeling a little different. Sometimes we feel amazing. Sometimes we don't. No matter how I'm feeling, when I get into my body and I teach a class, no matter what heaviness I'm carrying or grief, I always, always, always feel better. It's amazing. And I, in those moments, I feel the most grateful that I have a practice that I can go to that um, puts me back in and makes everything okay.
0: Some of what you've articulated, I've already heard in my views what it means to have a lion heart. I'd really like to know from your perspective what it
5: means to have a lion heart, what it means to you. To me, a lion heart opens up a sensation of courage for me. And I think that is... The most precious thing the most precious tool that we can have is to have that courage to be who we are kind of like getting on the dance
0: floor as the teacher knowing that your head could be chopped off but doing it anyway
5: (laughs) yeah and getting on the floor as a teacher when you know you've just broken up with your boyfriend or (laughs) You've just got some terrible news in your family, or you've got terrible, raging PMS, and you just want to hide under the covers. Mm -hmm. Um, Having that strength and that courage to walk into a room authentic as yourself without putting on a mask and show up as a teacher and choose to move through that, um, I think that's a very powerful gift and a powerful gift for others because they get to be authentic as well. And that's where the real healing and magic can happen and the real connection to yeah. ourselves and to each other. But the Lion Heart is that beautiful heart of courage and love and the practice of Nia is very much about self-love and I see them very much connected. Just to be in that beautiful presence of, you know, you watch Lion and they are just fully themselves. They are mm. so magnetic. They are uh, completely... In themselves and um, that's a beautiful thing to aspire to.
0: Debbie Roses is an extraordinary woman she is a leader in the field of body mind health and fitness and completely dedicated to self-mastery and to self healing. Debbie is the co-founder and creator of Nia and has been working very hard organizing and developing the Nia trainings to go online. They have wonderful weekly offerings and in fact, Debbie and the Nia trainers from all over the globe just recently launched their very first online white belt training. Debbie will share with us what Nia is, how it transformed her life and I've also asked Debbie to share how and why she was so inspired to create Nia such a revolutionary healing and training modality. Welcome Debbie. So what is Nia? Nia.
6: Wow. Well, there are two ways to describe that. There's what is Nia as a practice, as a workout, as a lifestyle. And then there's what is Nia to Debbie Rose as the person. So what is Nia to Debbie Rose as the person? Nia is my life. It's my business. It's my medicine. It is the thing that I have dedicated every waking hour to. My children will tell you that that was something having a mother because I was always working. It isn't an an energy and a way of living that keeps me healthy and well and that continues to keep me growing as a human being. Now, what is Nia for the general public for somebody to say, well, what am I going to get? The first thing that people get when they come to Nia is they get an opportunity to experience a holistic workout in their bare feet, to cool music, and movements that are a blend of masculine and feminine movements. They get movement that they can personalize. They get movement that if they have a weight that they'd like to lose, they have big breasts, they have joint problems, they get movement where that they can actually use the movement to feel better. And as a, a practice, they get tools and techniques and methods that address all aspects of being human, from physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, that allow people to personally grow into... I believe quite often the person that they imagine, they just didn't have the tools to get there. That means more loving, more positive, more insightful, someone who leads their choices and decisions from an introspective place versus looking outside and following someone. And then as a lifestyle, again, people get tools, techniques, and methods to make movement a part of everyday life and to... Begin to live life through sensation, not by thinking. And since we are sensory beings and our five senses are key in terms of our body interpreting information, when we're in partnership with how our body listens and functions, which is through sight and sound and smell and taste and touch, when we can begin to collaborate with our body. And on a daily basis, realize that the most important person in our life and the most important relationship we'll ever have is our body. The most precious thing we own is our body. Then we can begin to construct a paradigm for living that really leaves one feeling better and better every day and leaves one feeling a true sense of meaning and purpose, which can be hidden under the umbrella, I feel happy or I feel joyful. Why do people feel happy? They feel happy because they like what they identify, who they are as a person. They like the character they're developing. And they also feel good about the choices and decisions they make. And they feel good about the people that they associate themselves with. And it's hard to believe that all of that can come from dancing for an hour on a dance floor, but it does. And for people that want to go deeper, they train in Nia, they take what we call the belt training. And that's just a way to go deeper into understanding the body and life tools and techniques and skills that we provide. So what is Nia? Nia is my life. It is my life force. And it allows me to be in relationship with my body and life in ways that I
0: could never, ever have imagined it's being alive. So how did this come about for you as the founder and creator of NEO? How did it begin? Well, you know, something this beautiful can't begin consciously,
6: Mm. right? It's one of those things that, that happens. I just happened to have a desire I had been in the fitness industry for about six years, and I was looking for a way to honor the students had been with me for six years. And I thought, well, the martial arts have a belt system. Maybe I could give people belts to say, hey, look, you've been here. And so I called a martial artist, had a conversation, short story. He invited me to go to the dojo. I took my shoes off. And for the first time in my life, I sensed my body. And that blast of inspiration had come to me one other time. And that was when I had had my second child and I was very depressed. And I thought, well, maybe if I lose weight, I'll feel better. And I went to an all-lady spa in those days. And I put my leg in a, a pulley and I moved it. And after I moved it, I stood up. And after moving my leg and standing up, I again felt something and I didn't know what it was, but I felt better. Mm -hmm. And I was so surprised that I could move my leg and I could emotionally feel better. So I did the other leg because I wanted to see, well, maybe it'll happen again. And it did. And that really is what got me into fitness. But then six years later, I was still looking for more. I wanted more of that feeling. And martial arts was the opportunity for me to wake up to my body again through sensation through the soles of my feet and to continue the journey of asking how can it feel better how can what i do affect people on more levels than just their physical level physical mental emotional spiritual and beautifully the martial arts really frame their art around those parts of being human and particularly the martial art Aikido, which is my favorite, resolving conflict in a harmonious way. And so the martial arts really set me off on a course to explore movement itself, movement arts itself. And I found, you know, a Pandora's box of knowledge and wisdom and information and began to work to integrate bits and pieces into what i was already doing but i'll tell you that day i took my shoes off the next day i went back to my class of 80 people in the class and i said we're going to take our shoes off and we're not going to jump up and down now this was in 1981 and i lost my business that business that i had i lost it and it was devastating it was frightening and devastating But it had to happen that way. There was no way I could have worked with that mindset of people in that paradigm to create what I've created. So I had to say no to the jumping. I had to say no to the shoes. And I had to say no to the pain. And that set me out on a course to create Nia. And there were no books. Nobody was doing, mind, body was not even a concept. You couldn't find a yoga class to save your life. You couldn't find a Tai Chi class to save your life. These were like hidden things. So I was really blessed to be given the insight and the guidance from my body and from my little sweet Debbie spirit to keep searching and finding a better way. And then my research really was motivated by the design of the body. I wanted to know, how the design of the body could tell me how to move and could tell me why moving my leg made me feel so much better. And I continue to do that study, and it's been deeply rewarding and extremely fulfilling. And I, you know, people always say, When are you going to retire? And I go, I'm not. How do you retire from personal growth? How do you retire from health and well being? I mean, I just can't even imagine that. So it's a journey that I've been blessed to be given. It started in 1981 with taking off my shoes. And I've had pivotal moments along the way of finding information that has reminded me that
0: it was the right decision and I'm on the right course. Well, that sounds like an incredible transformation. Can you share a little a bit more about your own personal transformation during the journey because to me you really stood for something there you saw something clearly kind of personal
6: transformation it was reclaiming myself mm. and that reclaiming of myself and wanting to develop myself has resulted in being married three times it's been resulted in losing that business starting a new business It has resulted in me being willing to stand my ground and speak my truth, even when people will disagree with me or, and particularly now, right now, at least in the United States, it's a challenging time of, I'd say that it's, people oftentimes will look for something to blame rather than take responsibility. And the one thing I've learned from Nia is that Nia is all about taking responsibility for your body and life. Yes, we all need help and teachers and mentors. But once we decide to take that responsibility, then the the internal work begins. And so my transformation has been very much about internal work, being guided by my voice, being guided certainly by the design of the body, how the body functions, but also guided by, I would say, not only physical knowledge, but ethereal knowledge as well. And that's just a choice for me. So my transformation has allowed me to become a much better person, a much more compassionate person, somebody who treats her body with much better respect than I ever did. I think I'm a better mother to my children, and I listen better. I definitely move better. I feel better. I feel like I am making a more positive effect on people and my community than I ever would have. So, my scope, my vision of what my reach can be to affect the world is much greater than I could have ever
0: imagined. Mm thank you and you did mention that these are challenging times and i do know you have been very active in reaching out and helping others during these times with your wisdom and awareness and your leadership and that just brings me to the question what does having a lion heart mean to you
6: well lion is one it's one of the most beautiful symbols that represents one of the five principles of the body's way. The body is balanced in yin and yang. lion heart, heart that is balanced between yin and yang. The lion heart is a heart that represents what it means to live by the laws of nature and the universe. And taking only what you need. And in many ways, living by the oath that medical students go by. Do no harm because lions do no harm, they protect. They're conservationists in many ways. So it's a perfect symbol of an energetic, potent heart that will take action and will stand when they need to stand, will protect and fight when they need to, but on the other hand will do no harm. To me, that's the perfect heart.
0: Thank you so much for sharing your incredible wisdom and for creating Nia and bringing it out to the world. And as you said, it has reached so many, including myself.
6: <laughs> you
0: know, what has been interesting
6: as well with COVID-19, you know, as a company, we said, what can we do? So we started, we still are giving away a month free on niatv.fit. And we've had so many people that have written and said, oh my gosh, I had no idea that was there. I had not heard of it. So, you know, it's, that's the silver lining in something, you know, that we've had, been able to have a broader reach, which has always been my vision and my desire is that this work would be given to people. It would be made available to all people, that no one should be denied health or well-being. No one. And, you know, we don't live in a world like
0: that, unfortunately, but it's still my vision. Mm. And no one should be denied feeling good and feeling the sensations that you describe. And feeling safe.
6: You know, it's funny. We've had oftentimes I've had emails where someone will say, Jo, I went to your website, but those people don't look fit. So I don't think your program, you know, is for me. And I know what they mean because it's true. The idea of what people think of as fit and hard and muscle bound, that's not what we do. We're talking about, you know, fabric, layers of fitness. And we're talking about, you know, people all say ages, all shapes, all sizes. And people will look and then they make a determination. Oh, I know what that is. Oh, that's a workout for a bunch of old ladies. Or that's, you know, blah, blah, blah. And they have no idea what it is. So just like I was very much interested in breaking the paradigm of what fitness looked like and what fitness felt like, I am continued to breaking that paradigm. And at least now, you know, in America, really working to break that paradigm to be much more inclusive, to say that Nia is inclusive. Yeah, Black Lives Matter. Yes, we want people of color in Nia. And it hasn't happened, but that doesn't mean it won't. And that's my desire. So today's a new
0: day. (laughs) Some new inspiration. When you were sharing your story, the feet on the ground really jumped out at me. Can you just give a little, a bit more into that? What happened there? Because you mentioned it twice. It was like the inspiration came through just in those moments of, why is it so powerful to have our feet on the ground? There are two things that happened. First of all, back in
6: those days, there had always been runners. But when running became a form of fitness, then the shoe industry just exploded. And so I can remember putting so much time and attention into what kind of shoe, did it fit, you know, how much money was just, oh gosh. So that when I took those shoes off, I remember putting them to the side and thinking, is this safe? which was ridiculous because, you know, we're not born with shoes on. We have 7,000 nerve endings in our feet, our feet, you know, and other cultures, you know, their feet are much healthier than American. I can only speak about America, American feet. And I see a lot of feet and I see a lot of misshapen feet, not because of the way they've been using them and wearing shoes. So when I took off, The shoes, and I first of all, felt what I think is natural. We're supposed to be connected to the earth. And the truth is, energetically, when you have rubber between your foot and the ground you stand on, there's no energy exchange. That's why they say put rubber shoes on if you're going to be working with electricity. Why? Because there's no energy exchange. So I felt a blast of energy. Somebody in yoga might call a kundalini, but whatever. I felt a blast of energy and I felt my body, my feet connected to the earth beneath me, which changed the way that I sensed myself in my body and in the space. Everything seemed to soften. And that's when I said, I can't do this. I can't get up tomorrow morning and put my shoes on and I'm not going to and I didn't. And, you know, it was heresy in (laughs) that time. But I was smart enough to know that if it felt that good, what else could happen and feel good. And I was also smart enough to know that I needed to find out from the experts, is it safe to work out in bare feet? So, you know, this is in 1983, and I'm doing research and my, you know, there were people running you know, all over the place in bare feet, much less exercising in bare feet. And then to work with Harry Flavik, who wrote the foot book back way in the day, and to sit with him and say, "Now, tell me about the design of the feet. And is this safe? And so the encouragement from scientists in the medical industry was something I needed. Because again, there were no books, there was no pathway. So that gave me the confidence that I needed to know that what I was going to ask people to do, that it was not only safe, it was safer and more functional. And I'll say what came from that is I pumice my feet twice a day, always. My feet are like baby's feet because they're my tool. I don't want them to get hard. And, you know, once a week pedicure, that's me and my feet time. Thank you, Debbie. That
0: was wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you for spending your precious time listening to this podcast. I really do hope that you enjoyed. You can find some helpful links related to the topics we have discussed, download some freebies, and join our Lionheart community by visiting our website, lionheartworkshops.com. To view this specific podcast blog, click on podcast at the main menu. Please also share this with friends, hit subscribe and leave us a review so that these ideas can continue to spread. Those pretty little stars help others to find us. The Lionheart Podcast and Lionheart Online Workshops is an online platform and community designed to enhance your health, natural and spiritual well-being. Until next time, please think about how you will embody your lion heart and reach your highest potential as the amazing human being that you are.